Today on episode 18 of Blair Radio, Start Your Business and Be Heard, we are giving you social media tips. So, get your pen and paper and get ready. Welcome to Blair Radio, where every brand can be heard. Now, the voice behind the mic, James Shannon. Hey everybody, James here. I want to thank all of you for every like, subscribe, review, email, and every single thing that you do to support me, the show, and the brand as a whole. I always do my best to try to give you as much as I can, but I want to be honest, it's a lot of hard work and I need to gain control of my life and my sanity, so... I decided to no longer have the Patreon because I won't be able to provide you with the value that you all deserve. Now, there are people that insist on supporting and donating, and you can still do that if you please. Just know that there's no obligation, but you can head over to our Glow page at theblairgroup.com slash glow to learn more. Now, today on episode 18 of the Blair Radio Start Your Business and Be Heard podcast, we are talking about social media. So this is one that I recommend everyone pay close attention to. Today's guest is a social media expert and she is going to help us answer a lot of the social media questions that we have, like what platform should we be on? Where can you find your ideal customer? How to gain followers on YouTube and a whole lot more. She's really fun. She's entertaining. And I promise you guys are going to love this episode. So here we go. All right. Today we are going to talk about social media and some tips to help you with your profiles. And to help me with that, we have an expert on the show. I'm thrilled to be joined by brand strategist videographer and designer Lauren Olson from Sage Designing. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Um, before we get started into all the social media stuff, I want to know just a little bit about you. When you were a girl, little girl, what did you want to be growing up? So I always got that question and had no goals as a child. <laughs> so <laughs> I felt insecure about that and was like, I guess I'll be a vet like a veterinarian because that's what everybody my age was saying and I just lied. That's what I did. <laughs> so <laughs> if that tells you anything, here I am. <laughs> yeah, it does. My my 10-year-old daughter wants to be a vet and I'm pretty sure it's going to change when she gets older. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. But she's smart. You know, it's, right. it's like, I don't want to deal with this question. I'm just going to, I'm going to kind of make my way through. <laughs> yeah, it's the easy answer. I like yeah. animals. Mm -hmm. All right. So Every time somebody asks for advice about how to grow their business or, or anything like that, people always say, what's going on with your social media? Why is social media so important? So to me, it's really funny because that is immediately people's answers a lot of the time. And I always like to preface this with <laughs> businesses did exist before socials. You know, people did thrive. There's currently lots of businesses that are successful. They do have income, you know, things, they do have a business plan. Everything is good, even if they don't have a social media. But I also think the thing with social media, there's really three things in my opinion, but the biggest thing is that even though you are thriving, 
without it, you could still be doing so much more with it. And that's the thing is that it is really good to bring in new clients. You can sell directly from it, especially now with like all the stuff going on in the world. If you are, if you do have a social media presence and you are selling online, that can really help you when people aren't really willing to leave their homes as much. You know, there is definitely some benefit to that. And what I also think is really not talked about enough, but really important is that this is a good way to connect with your audience. That's like the beauty of the internet, in my opinion, is I grew up in a really small town where if you didn't think what everybody else thought, you know, you don't have anyone relate to. But if you can find people that are your ideal clients and you can connect with them, like it's so easy to do through socials. So why wouldn't you? Right. That is so true. And I'm glad you said like right now with the, the this with this coronavirus going yeah. on right now, everybody's <laughs> inside the house. And what better way than to reach your audience than by social media? Yeah. And I, I also find too, it's such a simple way, if it's done correctly, to also just really reinforce your brand and your beliefs and what you stand for. And, you know, just again, it is a really good way to connect with people. But I like right now, it's just funny because I'm working with a client that I had a meeting with today. And what I said to them very politely was the biggest thing is that when I look at your social presence online, it does not reflect what I feel when I walk into your store. So when I go into them, it is a very different feeling. It feels like a premium brand. It really, you know, they are definitely speaking to a person. This is like a vegan nail salon, (laughs) you know, that's a specific person that you're selling to. And if that doesn't reflect online, And you're missing such a huge opportunity by that. So again, I do think it's really important to get your business basics in, but with socials, it's just, it's so funny to me because like, if you think about even 10 years ago, like kind of before the internet, before people were doing all this online business stuff, it was crazy to think to yourself, like maybe instead of selling to the 50 people in my area, I should take this online where there's endless amounts of people. You know, that was a wild idea (laughs) when this, that that was revolutionary for people. And I feel like it's the same thing with socials. And we're a little bit past that point now. People know when they've heard, like, I likely should be on here, but I do think it's very similar. Well, what socials, like what social media platforms should we be on? So to me, that is such a, I'm going to give such a, awful answer, but it is very personal. To me, the social media platforms that you should be on is the same ones that your ideal client are on. And people think, okay, so I need to be everything to everyone. And that's, it is a very common mistake, but it is, in my opinion, a mistake. And this is something that just about every new person going into business, going into a creative field, you think that you're afraid to offend anyone. You don't want to tread, you know, you're trying to tread lightly on all these things. But to me, that's not sustainable. We think, okay, well, my ideal client is probably on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest, YouTube. You know, they're on all the things because plenty of people are, but I would not just end it there. I'd really think about who, what is your demographic? Who are they interested? You know, what are they interested? Who are they as a person? Where do they shop? What do they look like? What platforms do they use? And then pick one to three of them. (laughs) And that's what you're going to focus on. Because if you are trying to like, if I was trying to sell to moms, I love you moms, but I'm going to be on Facebook. You know, that's the reality of things. If I'm trying to sell to teenagers in high school, I'm going on TikTok. Like if I'm trying to sell to babies, I'm going on YouTube. There are different like 
audiences and you can look at demographics of who's mostly on platforms. If this is going over your head and you're confused, I would really niche down on who your person is because that's the person that matters. That's the person that's going to buy from you. That's who's going to relate with you. And then look at demographics of who's using what platforms. Great answer. What made you think that would be an <laughs> awful answer? <laughs> hate when people are like so what should i do and i'm like here's this really general idea <laughs> you know i like steps but. but it makes so much sense like go to where your your people are at to where mm -hmm. where you can get in front of the most people without going to buy your product or visit your, your site but how do you find out where your where your audience is again i definitely I always tell people a lot of the time, this is definitely not applicable everywhere, but a lot of the time, first of all, you are your own ideal client. A lot, you usually are. Usually most people, especially with entrepreneurial stuff, you get into something because you had a problem yourself. You didn't like how someone treated you. You didn't like how this went. You didn't like this experience or you went through an experience that you're like, I think other people are going through this. And that is why you're putting yourself online to reach all these people. So I would consider what are you using? Or that's what I mean is you can find this information online too. If this is again, you're like, but I still don't know. That's fair. <laughs> I would just consider look at I have like online and I'm sure I know I have one, but you can also find them anywhere if you're more comfortable with that is finding out, just answering some really questions and like filling out a form of who your ideal client is. So that's what I mean. You're digging in deep and I always give this to people when I work with new clients and I see the look in their eyes where they're like, this seems like homework. Like, I don't want to do this. Like I'm paying you. Why are you giving this to me? And I get that. <laughs> But I'm like, okay, here's the thing, but you're the only person that knows this. And if you take 10 minutes of your life to really figure out, like, that's what I mean. Questions like, what is their, you know, income level? Are they, what is their gender? What is, what are they interested in? Like, what movies do they watch can really fuel what platforms they're going to be on. And you can look with a really easy Google search, like who, what age, you know, range is on X platform. Right. If you just do a little bit of cross, like I have full faith in your audience to be very intelligent, <laughs> to do some like cross examining, then I think you'll have a pretty clear answer. Okay. So once we figure out where, where they are, it, it seems like no matter what you do, there's so many other people or other businesses that they're doing the same exact thing. So how do we, or like, what do we need to do to stand out from the competition? Mm -hmm. I 100%, again, this is going to be one of those answers that you're going to like roll your eyes at, but you do just honestly just be yourself. <laughs> like, I know I sound like a preschool teacher, but ultimately the thing that's going to set you apart is you. Like I have people that I have seen, I have presented ideas to people and businesses and be like, Hey, I think I could do this thing for you. And I won't hear a response back from them, but I will see they've hired somebody else to do it. <laughs> you know, like that has happened to me or I post something and someone that I know follows me posts something very similar. And that's fair. Nothing in the world is original. Like that's going to happen. But what I know you can't take from me and you couldn't copy or you couldn't hire someone else to do are my thoughts, my experiences, my outlook on things. And that's what people care about. Like I know we're talking about business here, but really what is going to make people connect to you and then buy from you is if they can resonate with you. You know, if they can see something in them like in you that they also see in themselves like whenever i tell people to write their about page or their bio i'm like this is technically about you but it's not about you at all like this is about your audience <laughs> right. that is so true and th do people still care about having uh the blue or the gray check mark or is it even important to try to have a verified account 
I mean, I think that it is important if you, because the whole purpose of a verified account is if people are creating fake versions of you. So if you are a celebrity and someone's trying to pretend that they're you and then scam people, yeah, it's a little important to have that just to have some clarification. Like don't follow these people if they don't have a check mark because it's not me. But at the same time, like I can tell you my boyfriend, he <laughs> runs a very niche uh, basketball-themed clothing line, and it's pretty popular in the area that is Portland, Oregon, but outside of that, no one's going to care about this, you know, so it is very niche, and that's good, and that works for him, so they don't have that many followers. I think they have on Instagram and Twitter, like, probably 11,000 or something. They're like micro-influencers, if you will, but they know somebody that knew somebody that got them a check mark. Their life has not changed since then. You know, like nothing happened other than they were just like, haha, we got it. Like they felt cool. <laughs> but I, I just say if you have like a list of priorities, unless you're having duplicates, it really doesn't need to be at the top. Yeah, that's not a priority of mine is yeah. something I see people like, uh, uh, you are who you are regardless. Check exactly. Yeah. So on, on our profiles, should we have the same username across all platforms? I think so. I think it just makes it easier if, you know, think about your natural, when you look up to someone, like if you love Oprah, mm -hmm. you know, you're typing in Oprah, you know, like keeping consistent branding, keeping consistent names as much as you can. I know sometimes because the world is so saturated right now, that can be really hard to do. But even getting ahead of the curve, like I know people that are never in their lives going to be on certain platforms, but they still just make the account so that someone else can't have it so that they can keep that consistency, which I do think is smart. And the thing is too, is that if you ever want to sell your business one day, it is important to be able to say, I have all these accounts. It's all in a file. Here's all the information. And you can pass that on to someone and everything is again, just consistent. Yeah. When um, I first started, I went to every platform I could think of and I created mm -hmm. the James Shannon on every single one. Even the one is that I never touched just in yeah. case I may use it in the future. Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah. let's talk about uh, Instagram. Let's say someone whose business is writing copy or voiceover work. How can they, or any business that doesn't focus on taking pictures or video, how can they benefit from Instagram? Yeah, so Instagram is definitely a visual platform, but I also it has very much changed. When Instagram first started, it was it was not what nearly what it is today. It was for pretty much just creatives who. I mean, this was like you know two thousand. 10 or whatever I don't know the exact date but this was I know I was like come in school so it was a while ago <laughs> that it started and then it really was just people that were interested in taking pictures and they just had a place to post it like it was more you know in the days of like Zanga and stuff <laughs> like it was more just a photographer's thing mm -hmm. and that changed so much and they pivoted it for financial reasons obviously to become more of a social platform so I would keep in mind that even if your business is not a visual business, that there's no reason to not use it as what it is now, which is a social platform, especially when you do have Instagram rolling out IGTV, you have them using stories, which I know you can post pictures to, but a lot of it is also used for video. And I think that's a huge thing is it's, it's a little bit easier now. I've been on YouTube for a while and there's some people that I'm like, let's not even do YouTube for you. Like, let's just put everything on Instagram and do all your videos because it's easier to find. 
And it's not, while it is really saturated, it's not as saturated as I feel like YouTube is. And again, sometimes like I have a little theory, most people on YouTube, there's definitely people of all ages and demographics, you know, everybody needs to look up a how-to, but what's really becoming audiences on there and like devoted following are children. So, you know, that's where the big, yeah, that's a big audience on there. So if your audience is not children, doing something like maybe just pivoting to everything is going on Instagram might be easier for you. And then later down the line, once you have that following built, you could start putting things on YouTube. Like I think so many people get really caught up in the logistics of it, which I definitely understand. If you are, you know, like a dog groomer, you might know every single thing about shampoo and my dog's hair and, you know, all this stuff, but that doesn't mean that you have any idea about socials. You know, like you did not go to school for this. You were not trained in this, especially if you were not even born in the era like I was. Like I am a millennial, so I have that on my side. If I'm like, I know how to push buttons, you know, like the babies coming up are going to school me, but (laughs) I do have that on my side a little bit. And what I'm getting at is even if you are not a visual platform, there's still so many things that you can use on it. And that is where you can connect with people. Even if your feed doesn't look amazing when people land on it, that's okay if you're really resonating with people. And I mean, like, even if you were selling like tires or something, that's not necessarily the prettiest thing to look at. Even if you were just putting up like testimonials or here's some story that happened to us today. And it's, again, it just makes me like you more and trust you a little bit more to put my tires on, which is a huge problem in like vehicle industry. (laughs) You know, if you made me trust in you a little bit, I would come over anybody else, you know, so you can still use that for that. Looking at your Instagrams, I mean, they look amazing and it looks like it took, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, wow, like they're like, it it makes sense. It fits the brand. It looks um, you can tell that it's the same person on both accounts and on your website. And it doesn't look like it took a lot of time. So would you say that like for people that say that they don't have a lot of time to make theirs as awesome as yours, that maybe they should focus more on the quality and not the not the way it looks or. Yeah. And that's the thing is that you have to keep in mind because people do think that is this is my whole job. If I am selling you social media and you look at my social media and it doesn't look good, are you going to buy from me? No. Because, you know, like that's what I'm selling. If I go into a grocery store and the food looks weird, I'm not buying that. And, you know, so I would just keep that in mind is your depending on what your profession is and what you're trying to sell, it doesn't, while yes, the ideal situation for everyone is it looks beautiful, you're hitting all the marks, I would not be afraid to just make progress over perfection, okay? If you can hire someone to make it beautiful and you feel like that's really important, then there are people that do that. I do that. You know, there's lots of people out there that can make that happen for you, but also it wouldn't get so caught up in making it like it needs to hit certain marks. It needs to be perfect in that way because to me, I always use the analogy of like, okay, so you hear you should be posting on Instagram two or three times a day or whatever the latest number is that all these people are telling you and all this stuff. Like if that's what you're hearing, to me, it's the equivalent of, yeah, I also hear I should go to the gym two or three times a day, but I don't have time for that. That's not a reality in my world. That might be for a personal trainer who that again is their job, but for me as a human being, (laughs) like I am not going to make it to the gym two or three times a day, but I might be able to get there two or three times a week and that's still better than nothing. And that's how I view too with like posting is even if you can't hit the ideal mark, even that one, two, three times a week is still at least you're 
you're trying, you're learning, you're growing. Well, what happens if we run out of content to post? Oh, that is a lie. There's there's no way you're running out of content. Oh my goodness. Oh, I gotta hear this. (laughs) (laughs) So I tell people, I just did a video on this. I'm like, here's the thing. There's no way you're like, if you're running out of content, I always tell people to go outside of their own industry. Because to me, I always get my best content ideas. Like I'll be in the gym and I'm using the stupidest analogies. Like I went to the gym the other day. It was too much work for me to find a shirt. And I go to the gym where this is acceptable. I just wore leggings and like a sports bra. And that was the day. But the whole time I was in there, I was, you know, people are looking at you. So I was like flexing my abs, which is what you should be doing every time you're working out. That's the ideal. They're always telling you in classes, like you really should be like working those core muscles while you do all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was doing that purely for like aesthetic reasons because I was ashamed, (laughs) you know, like nobody looks good in a plank. So I (laughs) wasn't doing it for the right reasons. But because I put myself out of my comfort zone and because I stretched, you know, I put myself in a weird position. So I had to do it. I got a better workout. And I came home that day and was like, told that stupid story. This was not a good story, but I told it. And I was like, it's the same thing with business. If you take yourself out of your comfort zone, whether that's intentional or not, you're going to learn more. You're going to grow more. You're going to get a better workout. And it's the same thing. And that's what I mean. I got that from going to the gym. So if you feel like you're running out of ideas, I would just open yourself up to like, go to the grocery store, go talk to people like in other industries. And I promise you, if you just have an open mind, you're going to come up with some weird analogy that might not be the greatest story you've ever told, but still it's an idea. And you know what? I got, I told that dumb story and I had a lot of people connect with it. So <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I know that there's also tools that would help you. We're producing your content, like on a schedule. Um, do you use any or do you recommend any tools like Hootsuite, uh, Meet Egger, Social Bee, and some of the other ones? I personally don't, only because I find you end up spending so much time. Like if you, if I was running, I mean, like right now, I do run a a good handful of accounts, and I have my own kind of way of organizing that to make sure th- I'm not losing things for clients, and you know, stuff is getting scheduled when it needs to be. So I I fully appreciate and understand removing some of the manual labor like to have technology take over and do that for you. But I also find if you are someone that is not doing this for a ton of people, if it's just you, it's just one account and you're kind of doing this personally and you're just starting is you end up wasting so much time trying to make it again so perfect and polished and make sure your feed comes out how you want to. Whereas I'm like, you could have just posted. You know know what I mean? Just wait till inspiration strikes, do it. And I find that is again, when you're getting – a much greater feedback from your audience is when it's not as polished. You are showing, because again, you're getting that, you're resonating with them. You're showing I'm a real person and this is my business and that's what people connect with. That's why we like reality TV, even though it's all fake, you know? <laughs> <laughs> all right. One thing that uh, I noticed as of, as of today, your YouTube channel, Lauren's Life, has over 36,000 subscribers. Yeah. How? <laughs> How do you grow and how can somebody get their first 1,000? So I will say I did start doing YouTube a few years ago. So I tell people all the time, when I was in high school, I thought about making a YouTube channel and I recorded myself and I hated my voice so much. I was like, oh, I'm never going to do this. This is dumb. Like, I can't listen to this. And if I can't listen to my voice, nobody's going to listen to my voice. So (laughs) I didn't post it. I didn't start. And then I actually ended up starting later because I went to school for film 
And I thought to myself, well, this is something that'll force me to use cameras more. It'll, it'll help my videography skills like, and just make me put this into play every day if I start doing this. And that's why I did it. So it was not at the ideal time. Like when I was in high school, I'm convinced I'd be a millionaire right now if I had just done it <laughs> when I was in high school. But I, you know, I'm glad the way my life went, but I also was like, I did start earlier. So you do have to keep in mind if you're comparing yourself or if you're wondering why things aren't happening for you as much, like people might've been doing this for eight years before it suddenly happened for them. So you do have to keep that in mind, but for things that you can actually apply today, I do recommend again, just being the person that you are. I am very shameless. Like on the internet, which is a good and a bad thing because for a while I couldn't own it. I was so comfortable getting in, like I have no issue with strangers. You know, like I'll post a video of myself on YouTube where I have no makeup on, my hair's a mess, like, and I had acne for a while. You know, like I was not set up (laughs) for being on the internet technically if you were to talk to some people, but I just did it. And I think that that's really what a lot of people stuck with because while I don't have a giant following per se, I know I have a pretty good amount and I have a good amount of views and things, but you know, I don't have a million, but I also know my conversion rate is so much better than people with a million followers. You know, I I do have an audience that cares about me. They care about my opinion. And that has taken a while to craft, but I do think that they think that because I just am myself. And you might not like it. You might not like the person that I am, but I wouldn't be afraid of that. I think there's so many... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. no, You go ahead. You go ahead. Okay. All right. I'm I'm the guest here. Yeah. This is your show. (laughs) Yeah. So I see a lot of people that again, I'm from a small town where if the people around you are into the same thing, it's really easy to feel like, man, nobody cares about this weird video game. But then you get on the internet and I have seen like, and I, if you are into video games at all, you'll understand if you're not, I'm so sorry. You have to listen to me talk right now, but I am into animal crossing. It's coming out in a week. And I have been like getting all these recommendations on YouTube for channels that do nothing other than this one video game. Like they're called like crossing channel. It's literally, they have hundreds of thousands of people and they regularly get hundreds of thousands of views with just this one video game that they play that has not had a new game in seven years. <laughs> Animal Crossing. Mm. Animal Crossing. It's very, it's very therapeutic if you, uh, you know, are looking at the news right now. <laughs> but what I would say is the point of this stupid story is really niche down. Because that's what I mean. If one person can get hundreds of like way more views, way more people subscribed over just that one thing that can connect them, you can too. I know a person on there and I personally watch him. All he does is chug. I don't remember his name, but he just chugs drinks. He has like millions of followers. All he does is chug liquid. (laughs) And that's it. That's the whole plot line. And that's what I mean is that if you can just figure out what are you really genuinely, like don't fake it. Don't suddenly become like a sneakerhead just because you know, like streetwear is a thing, you know, something that you genuinely care about. I promise you other people care about too. And that is what makes it work in your favor on the internet is if you can get on there and just truly be passionate about something, truly be yourself. And yeah, you're going to get some negative comments, but like, I mean, I don't know. I always like laugh because I'm like, my own mom is more insulting than most people on the internet. Like, it's fine. So you're going to need to get like a little bit of a thick skin. But if you can just truly be yourself on the internet and just niche down as much as you can and just keep at it, they will come. 
you don't need to be doing all this gimmicky like and that's what I mean is to me it's so much more important to just focus on those because those those things are going to make much bigger steps than really tweaking your thumbnails or really tweaking your tags like I that is important those minute details definitely do have a place in all of this, but those are going to be very small steps. Whereas if you just focus on who is my audience, what do they care about and making sure it is genuine, you're going to take much bigger steps. I love that so much. It's like when I watch my kids watch other kids play with toys on YouTube, I'm like, mm -hmm. why do you watch that? But it's not for me that I'm not, I'm not their audience. And I rather have 500 people that love me than to have one million that don't even really know anything about me. Yeah. It's just so that makes perfect sense. Well, and if you are trying to be a YouTuber for like monetary reasons, like your and your income and things, the thing is too is that you don't need a million followers to make money if you know how to reach out to people. That's what I mean is that I don't have the biggest audience per se, but I have seen if I do affiliate links or if I do work with brands, you know, the income that I get from that, my ratio is so much larger than people with much bigger audiences to me. And that's what really matters. And I think that brands, especially now, are able to see that. I'm sure you probably heard, I can't remember, and I'm, I'm so sorry to this girl, but um, there was an influencer who had, I think, like 2 million subscribers, or excuse me, followers on Instagram, and she couldn't sell like a couple hoodies. You know, like, you don't have a clear idea of who your audience is and what they want. Like if you can't sell a couple hoodies, if you can't make a couple, like if your ratio is that different, there's something wrong. And if I'm going and which I frequently do, if I go on your Instagram account or your Facebook or whatever, you might, it might say that you have, you know, 31,000 followers, but if you are only getting 26 views on your videos, if you're only getting a handful of likes, like something's wrong there. And to me, that right. tells me you either bought this, like there's something fake happening. And that's what I mean is that brands are starting to become aware of this. People, everyday humans are starting to become more aware of this. So I wouldn't focus as much on the number per se. That's what I mean. It, it is like you said, if you can have 500 people that love you, 500 people that care about your opinion, you can make more money than someone with 500,000 very easily. Awesome. Awesome tips. And that, like you said, people focus too much on the, on the, the like count or, or the followers. Mm -hmm. And to me that it's not as important as, as you think. Um, I do want to move on to another platform that you mentioned, uh, TikTok. I keep hearing everybody say that we should be on TikTok. And like you said earlier, that is not my audience. That is for, mm -hmm. for like teenagers to me. And my kids love it. But how do you feel about TikTok? That's what drives me nuts. You, you hit it. The nail on the head is I work with a woman who her audience is people that are caring for their aging parents and it's all senior care. And someone told her that she should be on TikTok. And I was like, you need to fire that person. I don't even know who, I'm so sorry. I, I would not make jump decisions like that, but you need to fire them. That makes no sense to me because, and, and I just think there is in this industry, you do have so many people that are just trying to sell their own agenda. And you obviously have that in every industry, but I know it's hard when you as a, you know, if you were a client of mine, I understand that you are just trying to make the best decisions. If you were that dog groomer I talked about earlier, if you don't know any of this, you are just Googling things. You are just trying to reach out to people. So you might get really bad advice. And that's when I would just have some faith in yourself. Like, no, that makes no sense. Just like believe in yourself sometimes. If things don't make sense, it's okay. Because with TikTok, I have seen a lot of success, obviously with teenagers who are just doing their thing, being 
you know, teenagers. But I also have seen if you sell, say, like bath bombs, that does well on there. Like those ASMR kind of um, jello things, that does really well. Like if you were selling makeup, that does well. But when you think about what does well on that platform, it's because of who is viewing that. Teenagers are into bath bombs and those weird ASMR things <laughs> and the makeup, but not everybody, obviously. But, you know, that's what I mean is that to me, TikTok is just the new Vine. When I was younger, Vine was the thing that you watched. And that's when we watched stupid videos that now I look back on and I'm like, I thought that was funny because my brain has now developed. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that wasn't funny. I was just 18. And that's literally what's happening now. I just think that people are so on it and telling everybody that they need to go on that and stuff because it's been a while since we've had a new platform. You know, when you do think about Facebook and Instagram and YouTube, these have been around for a while. Whether you've known about it or not, they have been around. And so that's the thing is that TikTok is the latest one. So whenever something is new, it is easier to grow your audience on it because it's not as saturated, but it does not matter if your audience is not on there. Right. And that's why I wanted to take some time to talk about mm-hmm. TikTok because I keep seeing people recommend it. And I'm like, why? But yeah, <laughs> so I'm glad you said that. So these tips that that you've been sharing are amazing tips. Do they work the same with like Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, or do we handle those differently, too? I do think that things are handled differently because even if you think about it, you know, a while ago when the if you're on the internet, there was a meme of like celebrities would post like, here's my Twitter picture. Here's my Instagram picture. Here's my LinkedIn. You know, like the LinkedIn one would be all them in like a suit. Whereas the Instagram one would be like them on a beach in a bikini or something like that was going around. That is kind of, that is kind of the direction though. (laughs) I would take that consideration (laughs) is, you know, LinkedIn people are there as business professionals there. And the way that you would present your information is differently just as content, but also it's different in the way that, you know, for them, they have, I think it's called like connections. So the way that your algorithm works is going to be different on LinkedIn versus on Pinterest versus on like Instagram, all these things, it is going to be a little bit different. And that is why I did say earlier is I would pick Even if you're only posting on one platform, I openly tell people I pretty much am only on Instagram. Sometimes I do end up making for my business, that is. Sometimes I do end up getting content over to my YouTube channel, but for business, I'm pretty much just on Instagram because that's all I have time for at the moment. And that's where I'm reaching people and that works for me. I don't need to, I don't feel the need to be on a ton of them. I hate, I'm, I'm not good at Facebook. I don't like it. I do run it for other people, but for myself, I have no desire. I I got rid of that so long ago and was so annoyed when I had to reopen an account when (laughs) I needed to have it for Instagram business. I was pissed. But again, it is just about knowing where your audience is. And I would really just get to know that platform because it is to answer your question. Sorry, I'm going on a tangent. But, you know, to answer your question, the algorithms and the way you present things and the way you present your content is going to be a little bit different. So I would just start with one, get really comfortable with that and then take on another or hire someone that is comfortable with whatever it is. Yeah, that actually makes perfect sense because just today we've named at least i could say eight of them and i'm like oh i forgot about pinterest i forgot yeah. about linkedin mm-hmm. and it, it gets overwhelming so i just focus on really i'm on twitter instagram i'm I'm barely even on any of them right now mm-hmm. but those are the ones that i was on the most mm-hmm. what are some of the mistakes you see people make with their profiles 
with your profiles, I do, I always think it's important. There's probably about three things. The first one is make sure this is clean. Like make sure you've done the basics. And that is an easy Google search to find out. If you have to keep in mind, and I know that if socials isn't your forte, this can feel really overwhelming. But again, this is found on a free Google search. You can, you could DM me, I'll send it to you, you know, if you need, is finding out if you're on Facebook, for example, what is the header size? Make sure your images are that size because on Facebook, your header image is going to look different on a mobile phone versus a desktop versus like a huge desktop and TV. Because on YouTube, that does happen too, is that image changes. So you want to make sure all your text is in a safe area that will perform on all of those platforms. So things like that, just really basics is just figuring out that your stuff looks clean. It looks proper. You're not doing really easy mistakes. People do a lot. Again, a Google search will tell you that. Second thing is I want to know what you do right off the bat. So many times I have done this myself is anytime I do a new page, I do a new project, I do whatever, I send it to someone, a couple people that don't have any emotional attachment to me. So I know they're going to tell me it's awful if it's awful, or they're going to tell me it's good if it's good. And also someone that is within my ideal market. Because what I see happen is people run their stuff by someone who is like their partner or their friend. And if I ran my stuff by my partner, he would be like, this is too, like, he'd be like, it's too girly. Like there's too many flowers and stuff. And I'd be like, well, I don't really care because you're not my ideal. All right. And if you can't like see past the flowers, then see that I'm intelligent. Then like, we don't want to talk anyway, (laughs) you know? So I just see people run things by the wrong kind of people. And then you end up like taking your friend's opinion when really your friend doesn't, you don't need to be selling to your friend. It's fine. So I would just run things by people to make sure that I know what you are, who you are and what you sell. Because if I can't tell how to make money from you, you're not going to make money. And it goes along similar lines with, I need to know how to contact you or how to purchase from you easily. So on your profile, I would make sure that that is like, it's basics. It's just back to basics really is making sure that things look clean. They look organized. I'd rather see something minimal than something really extra a lot of the time and something that I can understand what you do and how I can be a part of it. Great. So just to recap, make sure that it's clean with the basics. You can do a quick Google search to get the dimensions for any of your covers or your your profile picture. People need to know what you do and how to contact you, which is basic, but you'd be surprised how many people don't do that. Like I, I can go to somebody's profile or their page and I'm asking all those questions. Like who like, like what do you do again? Mm-hmm. By that time, I done moved on to, to somebody else. Well, and that's the thing is that you think it is so basic, but then people get very caught up and I'm a victim of this too. You know, everybody is in a sense, but you get very caught up in what everybody else is doing and how you feel like this should be perceived. But I think that that can sometimes be a really big hindrance because I have seen women especially do this where they're like business women. They are experts in this field. Like they know stuff, they are a professional. And then I go onto their page and it's all this lifestyle crap. And I do lifestyle, so I understand it. I understand the nuances of it. But if that's not what you do, I I would rather see you like, you know what I mean? Is there's a disconnect mm-hmm. there is just the way you brand yourself, the clothes that you wear, the stuff that you do. And again, 
it's such an easy thing to do because you see, well, all these other people are doing this beautiful lifestyle stuff. So why am I not? But if I show up on your page and it's all just like, you know, your couches and your dogs and all this stuff, you're, you're not to me coming off necessarily as an expert. And if that's not your goal, that's okay. Like I'm not trying to judge or, you know, single anybody out here because there is definitely some benefit of creating a personal connection. So sometimes maybe you do want to see my dog, but also that might be better suited for a story versus your permanent feed. So I would just take things like that into consideration. Great. Now, speaking of things that you do, your business, uh, Sage Designing, what, what do you offer to your clients? What can people get when they get help from you? Yeah, so I really prefer to do very customizable packages with people. So sometimes that is something as simple as I will create, you know, depending on where you're at and your budget and things is sometimes I'll just make packages of here's, you know, 10 Instagram stories that are all branded for you. And you can just go into this website. It's all online. You don't have to know how to do anything or touch anything other than type in whatever you want to say and you have something that's branded and ready to go and you can just post it and it's just one staple that you can buy or it's sometimes also just let's get on the phone for an hour and I've had people do this where we talk and I give them homework and then we talk again in three months and that's our relationship but you know I'm able to tweak things with where you're at so usually I do just do a consultation and then I kind of go from there because otherwise I find if I, I used to just do packages that were already made because it was easy for people to buy, but I just found that I ended up giving them all this extra stuff anyways, because I was like, this is a good start, but I know you and where you're at, you need this as well. So I just stopped doing that. <laughs> so if somebody wants a one-on-one consultation, where do they go or how, what do they need to do? Yeah, so you can go to sagedesigning.com and you can just fill out, there's a contact form on there because again, that's usually where I start just to make sure. I don't like to offer my calendar up right away, otherwise it gets a little too full. Yes. <laughs> so there's a little bit of a process, but you can just reach out and you know send as much or as little information as you would like on what your situation is. And I also like to do that just to make sure I am the right fit for you because if I can't help you, I can at least direct you to someone that might be able to, but I would never take someone on if I'm not going to be able to assist you. So Very huge. I, I love that because it's you, you get a lot of people that they'll take on any client Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, why would you go to somebody that specializes in music to help you with your pet? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. And you're not going to. The thing is, too, is that if if someone listening right now is doing stuff like that, you're not going to get the results that you want. I really like helping people. And I know that sounds like such a marketing BS thing to say, but I do. And if I know I can't help you, you're not going to see results. You're going to be annoyed. I'm going to have to deal with that. Like I want a happy customer. So if I can know right away that it's not going to work, I would rather again, send you to someone else that's going to be great or just say, I'm so sorry. Here's a free guide on the internet. (laughs) All right. And where else can people find you to to learn more and to, to see you on your social media? Yeah. So everything for business wise is just at Sage Designing. I do post on Instagram as much as I can again. So likely that is best. And on there you can find a lot of like, I like to offer people free content. So even if right now you're like, I just want some free stuff in my feed that is available. There's a lot of videos and tutorials and things such as that. And you also can join my mailing list if you're interested. It's just sagedesigning.com. And if you want to follow me on Facebook, you're going to get the bottom trickle 
of my life but that is there. But if you are interested in my actual life, you also can follow me on YouTube at Lauren's Life. And that's a little bit more about, you know, my dog and my plants and things. But I keep it interesting. <laughs> See what she just did there? People, she said that everywhere online is Sage Designing. That's mm -hmm. why you want to have the same name everywhere because you can just say it so, so fast. Yeah, it's easy. Before we wrap, um, I do want to ask you i know you love burritos yes so do you prefer homemade burritos or the ones that are made at home I mean, oh i i mean i will make them but that would be a disservice to say the ones i make at home are better that's just raw anyway i'm i mean i know what i look like like there's no chance of that so i like the ones that are in you know when you go to a grocery store and there's like a little mm -hmm. deli at the back oh, that's yeah. that's where the good ones are that's where it's at do you buy burritos for uh, your dog Thor? He has a little uh, squeaky toy burrito. <laughs> That's about as good as he gets. Sometimes he gets a little bit of tortilla. That's about it, though. <laughs> we try to keep him slim, fit. All right, Lauren, you have been a ton of fun. Is there anything else that we didn't cover that you wanted to uh, talk about? or? No, I mean, if I can leave you with anything, this has been really great. So thank you, James. But I would just remind people to have a little bit more faith in yourself you know i know social media and all these things can seem so daunting and there's all these rules and ways that you should do it i always tell people if you feel a way about something just make a fake account and then practice on that so if instagram lives freak you out make a fake instagram and then just play around with the lives because nobody's watching that's fine you can learn wow yeah. i never <laughs> thought about that and i think i'm going to go and do that it gives <laughs> wow. you the freedom to mess up like that's why i tell people i started youtube because i knew no one that i knew was watching and i didn't care if strangers were watching or if nobody was watching that was fine it's you know it's the people that you know that you're like i don't want you to know about this <laughs> so if you just make a fake one you're fine you know what now that i think about it i had created a youtube channel some years ago mm -hmm. just to try to see like how everything works just to learn YouTube a little better. Mm -hmm. And then I had got some views, but obviously it was strangers. But like you said, I didn't care because they're never going to call me or text me. Yeah. They're just some random person that I don't know where they're at. Exactly. And you don't know um, these people. It's fine. <laughs> but I since closed the channel down because I didn't love what I was doing. It was, I was doing it just for the money. It didn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but at least that's what I mean is like, I would not be afraid of things just, if you're learning from something, that's worth it. If you're growing, that's worth it. You know, if you're in a job right now where you're not doing either one of those things, that's when you know you're you're done. All right. Well, once again, I want to thank you so much. I want to be mindful of your time. And I know we're at the 45-minute mark. <laughs> Thanks again so very much. And thank you. Yeah. Wow. That was amazing. Lauren, thank you again for that awesome interview. You guys can find Lauren Olson on her social media platforms. Just look up Sage Designing and uh, she will be easy to find. Or just visit theblurgroup.com slash EP18 to get her links and more from this episode. You can also find us on our social media platforms on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by just looking for Blur Radio or Blur Radio Podcast or whatever. We're easy to find too. Connect with us. Say hi. We don't bite. Stop by, leave a comment, whatever you like. Just make sure that your socials are clean and they clearly explain what and who you are. 
And we're going to continue this conversation about social media next week with a guest that loves Instagram as much as a lot of you do and as much as Lauren Olson. Tune in for that. But for now, leave a like, subscribe and an honest review that can only make me get better. I appreciate all of you. So speaking of social media, it's a lot. It can get really, really overwhelming. That's why I'm glad that I found this tool, Social Bee. It helps me with everything. I have evergreen content that I schedule and it goes out to my whole entire audience on all of my platforms. I simply set it and I forget it. Social B also offers like these really cool analytical stats and ways to find your audience and see and hear what everybody is talking about. And right now they have a 14 day free trial. So if you're still listening, that means that you're interested. So just head over to the blurgroup.com slash social B to learn more and to get started. And we do have to follow the FTC guidelines. I am an affiliate for Social B, and that means that if you go to that link and make a purchase, I may receive a commission. But anyways, it's free right now, so go try it out. Again, that's theblurrygroup.com slash social B. into screams learn more at theblairgroup.com until next time be heard